This NASCAR season, every member of the Toyota Racing Team is doing their part to take the trophy home. Like 6th grader Melissa Kowalski, who changes true to true X on every true-false quiz she takes. All my teachers are Martin Truex Jr. fans now. Keep up the great work, Melissa. To accomplish greater things this year, everyone plays a part. Be part of the action at toyota.com slash racing. Toyota, let's go places. NASCAR is a registered trademark of National Association for Stock Car Auto Racing, Inc. Sir, are you aware you were going 40 miles an hour? This is a residential area. Sure, but I'm on my lawnmower. Wait, am I getting a ticket? No, I've just never seen anyone top nine miles an hour on one of those bad boys. And mow their entire lawn in 30 seconds? What got into you? Well, it did fuel up at Sunoco this morning. At Sunoco, we know how to fuel peak performance. We've been doing it for American Racing for over 50 years. Fuel your best. The following is a production of the Motor Racing Network, the voice of NASCAR. Let's get a big thumbs up. Get ready to rock and roll today. Let's have some fun. 400 laps. I got you guys there. Have a great day. Number four. Nice night. We'll make it happen. We know what we got to do. The Motor Racing Network presents NASCAR Live. The long wait to return is over. Here he comes off board. Clint Boyer sees the checkered flag. Hell yeah, boy! I love Easter. It's one of my favorite holidays, you know, with... My family always liked to play croquet, so we still do that as a family. NASCAR Live is brought to you by Hercules Tires. Ride on our strength. From the Motor Racing Network Studios in Concord, North Carolina, here is your host, Mike Bagley. Hello, everybody. Welcome to another edition of NASCAR Live on the heels of the STP 500 at Martinsville Speedway. Speaking of the STP 500, race winner Clint Boyer is going to join us on this week's show what a performance on Monday for Clint and that number 14 Stuart Haas race team. Clint will join us and he'll talk about that victory. Also coming up, another winner from Monday. John Hunter Nemechek won the Alpha Energy Solutions 250 for the NASCAR Camping World Truck Series. We'll talk with John Hunter about his win. Also, we'll go face-to-face with Daryl Bubba Wallace. Kim Coon's going to have a social media minute. We'll preview this weekend's MRN.com podcast series. MRN presents the 1993 season 25 years later. Brad Keselowski, Jimmy Johnson, and others will talk about their Easter plans. Plus, we've got this week in NASCAR history and much more. But first, Kyle Ricky is here with all the latest news. Kyle, what's going on? Mike, both the Monster Energy NASCAR Cup Series and Camping World Truck Series found themselves racing on Monday this week after several inches of snow blanketed the Martinsville Speedway in Virginia over the weekend. NASCAR's first snow out since 1993. The Monday doubleheader saw two new winners to the 2018 season. Clint Boyer won his first Monster Energy NASCAR Cup Series race since 2012 and his first with the number 14 Stuart Haas racing team after enduring some growing pains in their first year together last year. You know, obviously, we were all trying as hard as we could. We finished second three times last year. Uh, We got close. We just had too many, you know, valleys in between the peaks. But then all of a sudden, towards the end of the year, the four car, we all started. You you just feel it. You know what I mean? We finally found our our way and um, got on that train track, and, and away it went. Stuart Haas Racing has now won four of the first six races of the season, with Boyer's win on Monday in Martinsville and Kevin Harvick's three wins that came at Atlanta, Las Vegas, and Phoenix. And John Hunter Nemechek won Monday's NASCAR Camping World Truck Series race in Martinsville, his first win of the season for the small family-owned team that now hopes to contend for this year's Owners' Championship. I mean, the goal, somehow, some way, Dad's going to keep it going now that we have a win and try and race for that owner's title. But the, the status in Nimco, they, I mean, still always looking for sponsorship, right? Always looking for key partners to keep going. Nemechek is not allowed to contend for the driver's championship in the truck series as he is not running the full season due to his part-time commitments with Chip Ganassi Racing in the NASCAR Xfinity Series. All three of NASCAR's National Series are off this coming weekend, before the Xfinity and Cup Series stars hit the track in just under 10 days from now at the Texas Motor Speedway. Mike? Thank you, Kyle. Coming up, NASCAR Camping World Truck Series winner John Hunter Nemechek will join us, and later we go face-to-face with Bubba Wallace. Grunt style. The American fighting spirit is in everything we make. We are 500 patriots and veterans strong. 
bringing clothing manufacturing back to the United States of America. Always moving forward, never retreating, never giving up. We are Grunt Style, and this will defend. Get yours at GruntStyle.com. After more than 1 million hours of development, the truck of the future has arrived. The new Cascadia from Freightliner, inspired by science, driven by passion. It's loaded with driver-focused improvements, such as noise abatement technologies for an even quieter ride, an innovative wraparound dashboard for improved comfort, and a reimagined driver's lounge that promotes productivity and relaxation. Experience the new Cascadia at your dealer or online at Freightliner.com. The NASCAR Camping World Truck Series is taking the month of April off. The next race will be May 4th at Dover International Speedway in Delaware. Martinsville winner John Hunter Nemechek joins us next. This is NASCAR Live on the Motor Racing Network, the voice of NASCAR. This is NASCAR Live. John Hunter Nemechek made a three-wide move to get the lead. He's trying to hang on to it here right now. He's got a 54 truck right in his rearview mirror for the final time. Up off turn number four, there's contact. Benjamin gets to the inside of John Hunter Nemechek. The drag race to the start finish line. And John Hunter Nemechek wins the Alpha Energy Solutions 250 at Martinsville Speedway. Now, back to Mike Bagley. That's how it sounded in the first of two races yesterday at Martinsville Speedway. The Alpha Energy Solutions 250 belongs to John Hunter Nemechek. And he joins us on NASCAR Live. John Hunter, welcome back to the show. Congratulations on winning at Martinsville. Thank you. I appreciate you guys for having me on. Kudos to you for keeping your nose clean all day and keeping that truck's nose clean. What was it like there? It seemed to be pretty intense at times. Seems like uh, some folks were getting up on the wheel and there was a lot of intense racing there. How did you manage your way through all that? Yeah, luckily my guys brought me a really fast fleet wing DB constructor Chevy Silverado this weekend. We were fast from the time we unloaded and um, it really makes a uh, driver's day easier when you have a good driving truck and um, hats off to all those guys. But overall, it was a really fantastic day. Um, we ran up front most of the race. We had really good pit stops. We didn't lose any track position on pit road, and we were able to make passes when we needed to. Um, guys were definitely getting up on the wheel. Elbows were up all day from uh, from everyone there, but mostly um, where we were racing there in the top five. No one was giving each other an inch, and uh, everyone was running as hard as they could. So the front bumpers were being used quite a bit throughout the race of just a little <laughs> bit of bumping and banging going through the corner. Um, but luckily, we were able to keep our nose clean, keep our fenders clean, and be there at the end when it counted. Um, I was uh, a little bit uh, nervous, I guess is the word, um, there on that final couple of restarts. And we ended up staying out on old tires with the 54. And those guys uh, that had new tires were in the second row. And I thought that they were going to be able to give us a run for our money. But luckily, the old tires stuck it out. So props to Goodyear for bringing an awesome tire that didn't have a lot of fall off and that lasted. We described the last lap to our listeners with Kyle Benjamin basically pouring on the coals. And he was trying to get to you. And he got to your bumper. But he didn't turn you. He raced you clean. What was those last couple of laps like trying to keep Kyle in the rearview mirror? Yeah, luckily um, I have a good spotter up on the, the spotter stand, Derek Nealon. Um, he was telling me to look out front, and I really wasn't looking in my mirror. I was just trying to hit my marks. And um, he had a little bit better truck than me there at the end through the center of the corner, um, which really hurt us a little bit um i was able to get the jump on the restart and pull away by a couple car lengths but he ended up coming back through the field or getting up back to our bumper um there in the in the final corner and um i, I knew that he was going to give me a shot so we were anticipating it and just tried to hold it square when he gave it to me and after he gave it to me we got a little bit sideways and then uh, we were able to stay in the gas and bring it home across our finish line well, you just described the trucks going up off the bottom of the racetrack in turn one, and there sat a fresh lane of concrete for you to jump into. It was cold enough for Santa to visit Martinsville yesterday, and it seems like he gave you that present there towards the end of the race. What did you think? What went through your mind when that happened? Uh, really, I was just focused on hitting my line, and I ran my line through the corner. The hole was there, and uh, we got on the gas, and we were able to make it three wide. Um, I mean, in that position, that late in the race, um, some of the positions that you put yourself in, you have to be aggressive. And I was just glad I was on the bottom of the three wide deal, getting into turn three and not on the outside. 
I've always been told eight tires stick better than four, but we had 12 tires in that situation, so um, we, we were good. <laughs> and indeed you were, talking with John Hunter Nemechek, winner of the Alpha Energy Solutions 250 for the NASCAR Camping World Truck Series yesterday at Martinsville Speedway. The trucks now have a month vacation. The next race is the beginning of May at Dover International Speedway. And that, I imagine, would give time for the folks at the shop to get affairs in order because it's been a pretty intense start to the season. First of all, how many folks work in the shop? And two, is this time off helpful to you folks to get prepared for the rest of the season? Yeah, we have four guys that are um, full-time employed at our shop. Um, three of them travel, and that's excluding that. Um, there's, uh, there's three guys that work on the trucks each week at the shop, and then we have one guy that... He's our fabricator and hangs bodies, and he stays home on the weekends. So um, it's definitely a, a group effort. Um, there, there's a lot of hard work, a lot of late nights that um, Jerry Cannon and the boys go through, but um, it, it's hard work that prevails, and they've definitely showed that. Well, the interesting thing is we hear about these mega teams that have 15, 20, 30, 40, 50 employees. You guys have single-digit employees. How are you able to maintain pace with these big teams and then, in the case of yesterday, beat them? Uh, well, when you don't have the um, the funding resources, I guess you should say, um, when, when you can't outspend the big teams, um, you have to work as hard, if not harder, than them. And we have a really great group at the shop. Everyone is always thinking about how to make the trucks faster, how to make them better. Um, we have a lot of support from Chevrolet, which always helps. A huge thanks to them. Um, but we have our own CNC shop uh, at our shop, um, and it, it definitely helps out when one of the guys can come up with an idea if we're on the pull-down rig and we can go machine apart and put it in and try it right then and there. Um, so it, it's definitely on the engineering side of how to make things faster. Everyone's always thinking our motto at our shop is if you can dream it, we can make it. So um, we're, we're always spitting chips out of the machines, always trying to make new parts to make things go faster. 2018 is a different year for you. Instead of being full-time trucks, you're part-time trucks and part-time Xfinity Series racing for Chip Ganassi Racing. How's this going out for you or how's this working out for you in 2018? It's a great opportunity. I um, really have to thank Fire Alarm Services and SIP um, for giving me the opportunity to go down there and move up into the NASCAR Xfinity Series. It's a great opportunity. We've been very fast at all the races we've been to so far in the Xfinity car. Um, I wish I was running for a driver's championship in one of the series, but at the same time, it's a great opportunity. And I'm really just looking forward to running as many races as I can over there and as many races as I can in a truck. And um, now that both the 42 and the 8 have wins, they're now locked into the owner's championship um, hunt. So hopefully we'll be racing for two owner's championships this year. That's fantastic. What are some of your truck races coming up? When's the next time you're going to be in the Xfinity Series car for Ganassi? The, the next Xfinity race will be Bristol um, here in three weeks, I think. So really looking forward to going there. Another short track. Really love that place. High Banks is, is definitely going to be fun. The truck race, I could not tell you when I'm going to be in a truck again. Um, it's kind of all up to Dad and the guys. And um, whatever races that they want me to run, I'll, I'll definitely run. So it's kind of like a group effort. And sometimes it's last minute. Um, I know that we put our Martinsville together, deal together uh, probably a week and a half before Martinsville on making sure that I was going to run that race. So um, it, it's kind of up in the air on how many truck races I will run. Well, we'll look forward to seeing you back in the truck. We'll obviously look forward to seeing you in the Xfinity Series car at Bristol. Thank you so much for joining us today. Uh, congratulations on winning at Martinsville. And have you picked out a spot for the grandfather clock yet? Uh, no, we actually just uh, unloaded the clock from the hauler uh, with the race-winning truck and took a group photo of the, the four or five guys that work in the shop and there just a few minutes ago, actually, and uh, we're trying to figure out where we're going to put it, if we're going to leave it in the shop or if we're going to put it in the showroom or if we're going to take it to the house. My, my, my. What a decision process that is. That's a good decision process to be going through. Thank you so much again, John Hunter. Appreciate the time, and congratulations again. Thank you. I appreciate it. That's John Hunter Nemechek, winner of the Alpha Energy Solutions 250. Coming up next, we go face-to-face -face with Bubba Wallace. 
This tax season, AutoZone has everything your car needs. And now those parts and supplies come with more savings when you sign up for the AutoZone Rewards Program. You'll earn a $20 reward every time you spend $20 or more five times in one year. One more way to get more done. Protect your engine from wear while protecting your wallet with great deals on oil change supplies from AutoZone. Visit any of our 5,000 locations nationwide and let's get you what you need. Learn more about AutoZone Rewards at AutoZone.com slash rewards. Restrictions and details in store. Get in the zone. AutoZone. Progressive presents Get Pumped, inspiration to help you do insurance stuff. Hey, are you just going to stand there and let people not give you credit for being a good driver? You deserve discounts on car insurance, and that's what Snapshot from Progressive is for. So why aren't you signing up? You need music to get pumped? Hit it. Drum solo. Ow, that hurts my fingers. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Snapshot not available in California, North Carolina, or from all agents. Folks, we're coming up on a holiday weekend in Easter, but it's never too early to plan the next. We're talking about Memorial Day weekend, and there is no other place to be than at Daytona International Speedway for the Great American Music Fest at Daytona. It's the Country 500 coming up Memorial Day weekend, May 25th through 27th. Guys like Toby Keith, Chris Stapleton, Dirks Bentley, Billy Currington, lots of acts will be in place there at the World Center of Racing. And you can check it all out. Be sure that you join us and have a fantastic time. In the meantime, you can get tickets and information about this at country500.com or call 844-500-FEST. Daryl Bubba Wallace is coming up next. This is NASCAR Live on the Motor Racing Network, the voice of NASCAR. This is NASCAR Live. Now, back to Mike Bagley. We welcome you back to this week's edition of NASCAR Live. Over the weekend at Martinsville, Bubba Wallace sported the OSTP colors for Richard Petty Motorsports. Our Kim Kuhn sat down with the 2018 rookie driver to talk about the season and his relationship with the King. It's all in this week's NASCAR Live face-to-face interview. There's been a lot of attention placed on the diversity you bring to the sports. In what ways, though, are you leveraging that to bring in new fans and possibly even new sponsors? Yeah, I mean, it goes a long way. I mean, right now, the whole sport is, you know, in, in need of, of sponsorship dollars. And you look at Lowe's leaving Jimmy Johnson, you know, that's pretty big. And, um, I mean, I'm, I'm trying to slide in the DMs of Lowe's to, hey, you know, I know a guy. Um, but... Uh, you know, I think fan engagement definitely takes you to that next level. Uh, you see some drivers are good at it, some are not so good at it. And I try to be the best at it and, and give fans inside access, just like doing the Facebook series. Gave them a lot of inside access. Uh, just trying to be myself here today. Uh, each and every weekend just carries that, that momentum to the next track. And, you know, you get talked about more, and hopefully that reaches the the, the top of the food chain for, for sponsorships and executives to see and hear. So, um and then as far as like talent, getting talent out to the racetracks, like Migos last week and Ice Cube last week and Justin Hartley, um, you know, all those guys are fans of the sport now and, and, it's, and it's pretty cool. And I think that's going to take us to the next level of trying to find that non-traditional NASCAR fan to be a part of, whether it's my camp or it's a part of just the sport in general. You mentioned Inside Access, specifically the Facebook series Over the Wall. It gave us a look, I think, that we don't necessarily get with a lot of drivers. Are there plans to do more? Because I know a lot of people want more from you. Yeah, yeah, they do. Um, that was hectic, but uh, we had talked about doing it more. Um, we'll see what the schedule permits and what lines up with what. Uh, but it's kind of tough now because we're racing every weekend. We don't have that off time, that off season time. So we'll see. Your Facebook series allowed you to connect with fans, but then also your media center availability after the Daytona 500. Very emotional. We got some real raw emotion, which is somewhat unique, I think, from drivers. How did that help you connect with fans, and how did they respond to that? Yeah, I think fans ate it up. Um, you know, they liked seeing, you know, the the real part of drivers. They, they love seeing that. And uh, that wasn't, I'm going to give the fans something here. That was me. I mean, I couldn't hold it together. Um, and I, I went back and watched uh, episode eight of that series on our flight from Wyoming to California, and I, I started crying again. Just, I mean, it's, it's, it's cool to see, you know, what all we went through, how much hard work that, you know, my family has sacrificed to, uh, to get me here to where I am today. And um, it's, it's, you know, it's going to make you tear up, you know, once you, once you know your own story and how you relive it. Uh, it's cool. I'm looking at you in your fire suit, donating the STP colors. I heard you had a little hand in designing it. How much effort did you put into that? 
Yeah, I, I, I studied over like whose schemes were kind of hot this year, and uh, one that kind of stuck out was Chase Elliott's Hooters scheme uh, for multiple reasons, right? You know, <laughs> uh, stuck out, no pun, pun intended, but uh, no. Um, his, his, the way his design has kind of flowed, it looked pretty good, and I'm like, well, let's kind of incorporate that a little bit. Uh, and then like the brush silver look just kind of changed it up. So um, it turned out great, you know, thanks to STP and everybody on the staff for allowing me to do that, to give my little input. I think it, you know, honestly, if I was a fan, I mean, you can't go wrong with Dayglow uh, and then the Petty Blue, those, those two colors, you can't mess them up. Um, so I think it's probably the most badass scheme here. Um, no doubt it is. Uh, so, yeah. You met a lot of celebrities last weekend in Southern California. Amigos, I saw the picture you got with Ice Cube. What was the coolest thing, coolest moment? I think meeting all of them uh, that was you know that's cool that you know we can get those get access to them you know and while we're in the heat of our moment heat of the battle drivers meeting we're like holy cow there's ice cube you know that's cool i mean growing up watching him on friday uh <laughs> listen to his music and then having migos there you know big fan of them and doing the motorsports challenge with them in austin um and, you know getting them a part of our sport you know huge this is us fan justin hartley was out there he's a huge fan of the sport and uh, apparently he's a huge fan of me and i didn't know that and i'm sitting there watching and crying over his story on tv and he's like a fan of me so i thought that was pretty cool but just having you know access to them is special because i mean it's it's like pulling teeth and and our schedules don't line up to be able to do that on a normal day so uh why not use uh use a segue for nascar and, and trying to implement them in the sport you spent some time recently with the King out in Wyoming, some quality time. What's the relationship like between you guys at this point? How do you foresee it growing? And then for him, how does he measure success for you? Yeah, it's tough. His ass is probably still sleeping in the bus or something. <laughs> I hadn't seen him all morning. Uh, you know, we're out here working on race cars, trying to make him go faster, and he's in there relaxing. What kind of... What? kind of owner is that no i think you know that shows how how what, what the relationship status with this is because we uh we really hit it off i think just going back to pocono last year you know he was super supportive giving input and to this day he's still giving his, his two cents and you know it, it goes a long way i mean you, you try certain things that you know he's went through but at the same time you got to remember you know the times have completely changed 180 uh from when he climbed out to where i'm climbing in so uh but super fun guy just awesome to be around i sit back and i just i just love watching what he's going to do, what he's going to say, uh, because you're always going to get a laugh out of it. You spend a lot of time with your girlfriend, Amanda. In what ways, too much time, perhaps, I don't think she would say that. Maybe she would. In, in what ways does she keep you grounded, especially as more and more attention is being put on you when you get home? I imagine you're just Bubba. Yeah, I'm going to try to be Bubba here at the racetrack. Um, but, you know, she's a huge support system, not knowing much about the sport, which is a good thing. Um, she's starting to figure out everything. I remember at Daytona, it was happy hour practice, and we were on top of the board. And uh, she had just gotten there a couple hours before, and, and uh, she just got out of the shower and she said, how'd practice go? You kidding me? We're top of the board at Daytona. First time there in a cup car. So uh, first time for 500. But, uh, but, you know, having that and having her quirkiness and her, her, her jokes, to, you know, let the stress relieve off of you that really goes a long way so you know super thankful for her and everything she's done for me and um it was just our two-year anniversary a couple weeks ago so happy two years yep getting that out of the way i'm out of the doghouse now uh one of the great personalities in the garage these days that's bubba wallace coming up on nascar live clint boyer will join us on the heels of winning the stp 500 from the racetrack to the road home, fill up with Sunoco, the official fuel of NASCAR. Sunoco makes high-quality performance fuels for the greatest drivers in the world, both on and off the track. Whether you are pulling up to the pump or experiencing the excitement of being at the track on race day, this will be a four-tire change. They've already topped it off with Sunoco fuel. Side service complete, second can of Sunoco fuel in. He's down and away. You can trust Sunoco to be the fuel that keeps you going. Capture the essence of racing and fill up with the official fuel of NASCAR, Sunoco. Country 500 Music Festival is back at Daytona International Speedway with Toby Keith, Chris Stapleton, Dirk Bentley, Sugarland, Billy Currington, and so much more. Country 500 Memorial Day weekend, May 25th, 26th, and 27th. For tickets and information, visit country500.com. Sponsored in part by Budweiser. 
Next time you're on your computer, be sure to check out MRN.com for the latest in NASCAR. You'll also hear special programs like The Straight Line with Marty Huff and Doug Herbert. You've got Wing Nation with Steve Post and Aaron Evernham. you got NASCAR Coast to Coast with Kyle Rickey and Hannah Newhouse and a whole lot more. And, of course, if you miss a NASCAR Live, you can go back and catch past episodes. Check it out at MRN.com. Coming up next, Clint Boyer joins us. This is NASCAR Live on the Motor Racing Network, the voice of NASCAR. This is NASCAR Live. Right on the bottom of the racetrack, coming off turn number two. Kyle Busch trying to close, but it's not going to be enough. Mrs. Boyer's baby boy trying to get it done in Martinsville. The long wait to return is over. Here he comes off board. Clint Boyer sees the checkered flag, and he wins the STP 500. Go, 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 go! Go! Oh, yeah, but yeah! All right, all right! Now, back to Mike Bagley. That's how it sounded yesterday on the Motor Racing Network. Clint Boyer going to victory lane, winning the STP 500, and picking up a grandfather clock in the process. Clint joins us now on NASCAR Live. Clint, congratulations. Welcome back to the show. Thanks, man. Thanks for having me. And gosh, it feels good to finally get one of them clocks. That's one of the... One of the trophies that's so unique in our sport, and for whatever reason, them old grandfather clocks is, is something that you want more than anything. So to finally have that coming home to the house, what a deal. How'd you get it back to the house? Actually, I'm not going to lie. I, I had big aspirations on just strapping it to the roof and, and going all full-on redneck, but uh, <laughs> I, little did I know that's not an option. I guess that it, it, it ships to you, and they – send a person that comes and, and dials it all in for you and gets it all ready. So it's a little bigger deal than I thought. Well, but you know what? At least you have one. There have been drivers that have tried and tried and tried and tried and still do not have one. Why is that? Why is that so coveted? Is it because it's so unique and it's been around since 1964? Well, I mean, obviously it's, it's because of the unique track and how hard it is to, to compete there. I mean, Forget winning. It's a hard place to get around. And, you know, I mean, it's one thing to just get around it. And then all of a sudden your crew chief and practice is going, hey, you need a two tents. And you're like, not on this place. I ain't going to find two tents. You're out of your mind, you know. And, <laughs> and you, you start learning from Jeff Gordon and Jimmy Johnson. And, and, you know, next thing you know, 12 years later, you're finally putting it all together. And that's how it happens. You know what's interesting? To hear you talk about how hard it is, uh, Martin Truex Jr. told us last week that Martinsville is very technical. There's a lot that goes into it. And I'm sure that it's the same for you and your team. And not to mention the old minefield you've got to drive through virtually every lap towards the end of the race to get through lap traffic. What is the number one hardest thing about Martinsville for you? And then gave credit where credit's due. I mean, you've got that 18 car in your rearview mirror. That's, that's you know that's a car capable of winning these races and does at a, at a pretty rapid pace. He's a tough cookie and a competitor to keep in the rear view mirror and, and he's always good in traffic. He's just good in, in any condition. So um, to be able to beat him and, and their equipment that day, uh, the last couple of years, they've been the heat there. And, and finally to get that done felt pretty good. You know, it's funny you bring that up because obviously that was some motivation hanging in your rearview mirror. It's almost like a fuel mileage race where, you know, you got you've got to try to win the race but save fuel, but you can't back off too much. And obviously, with Kyle Busch hovering in the rearview mirror, you don't want to fall back into his clutches. What's it like as a driver trying to balance maintaining the pace of the race and keeping somebody off your back bumper like Kyle or somebody else? Well, then you forget the fact that it's been what it's been. Uh... It's been, what, how long since six years since you've won, so you, you, you forgot the leg shaking and all that stuff going on the last time. <laughs> 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 you see the one car that was smoking or whatever, I'm like, you know, it's just been so long, and we've finished second so many times over the years. It's like, gosh, you know, you just can't help but to look over your shoulder thinking, where's it coming from? How, how are we going to lose this one, you know? And then all of a sudden you see – that car smoke and you're like gosh here it goes and uh thankfully he made it to pit road and, and you know got off the racetrack but uh um just 
it's incredible to, to the, the feeling, the emotion that goes through you, uh, um, the focus, you know, and, and everything. You got to you got to keep that car rolling. You can't lean on the steering wheel too hard and burn the front tires off of it. You can't lean on the brakes too hard because they start going away and you get loose in. You can't mash the pedal too much on, on exit because you need that forward grip on lap 100, not just lap, you know, five. So just managing all that, my spotter, Brett, did a great job of, of managing Kyle behind us as we went through traffic and everything else. Um, seemed like he put the pressure on me there for 10 laps or so and kind of realized he wasn't going to get it done then. And, and Brett picked up on that. He, he backed off a little and tried to save his stuff for the end of the run because it almost worked the run before that. Uh, another two laps, and he'd have had me pass. Um, Brett picked up on that and helped me manage that situation, and, and I saved my stuff just like he did. Been talking to the race fans, and they were they've been commenting about the dominating performance that you put in yesterday. You led 215 of 500 laps. You almost led half that race. Was it was the car as solid all day as it looked from our perspective? The car was solid all weekend. Um, you know, obviously wasn't the fastest, and, and but our averages and the tools that we use, the things that I um used as far as how you stack up against competition i liked what i saw and it gave me the confidence going into the race that that i knew we were we were going to lead laps we had a car capable of leading laps book and made some great adjustments um you know before the race and, and you know it's kind of bold um you, you know and, and freed the car up uh paid the price a little bit on those first two runs but as the track started to rubber up and get tight it really came in and and uh boy she took off more coming up with Clint Boyer. I'm not blooming good. I'm blooming great. Put a shrimp on the barbie and sizzle my steak. Woo! I want that onion to bloom. And it get in my senses like a sonic boom. No rules, just right. So bold, so nice. And I'm so, 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 so ready for that Outback Steak tonight. Outback Steak House. That's what it's all about. gentlemen a new nascar fantasy live is back for a new season and new victories start your engine newly engineered with a new format new ways to win new ways to compete and new ways to earn yourself the title of nascar fantasy champion visit nascar.com fantasy today to sign up pick your drivers and compete for the win so who you riding with nascar fantasy live more with Clint Boyer next. First, this is NASCAR Live on the Motor Racing Network, the voice of NASCAR. This is NASCAR Live. Now, back to Mike Bagley. Welcome back to NASCAR Live. Spending time with the winner of the STP 500, Clint Boyer is with us here on NASCAR Live. And if you listen to our broadcast over the weekend, Steve Post had a great, great segment about, about short track racing. And that's been the topic of conversation lately. Short track racing and the grassroots effort. Clint, what short track did you race on growing up to help you prepare for your trips to Bristol, Richmond, and in this case, yesterday's win at Martinsville? Uh, just all of them. Uh, you know, I didn't grow up racing asphalt. I wasn't a go-kart race or anything else. I ran one year at I-70, and, and I got my chance, you know, and, and that was what's different about my career is there just wasn't a lot of asphalt experience there before I, I got, uh, you know, the phone call from Richard Childers, so um definitely a little bit unique in, in how i grew up racing you know but something that was just weird about yesterday is just reminded me of those last few laps my brother you know he was on the back straightaway just like he used to be at lakeside he's just such a big guy didn't matter if he was he could be late getting to the party at, at, at lakeside i'll never forget it by the time it was all said and done he'd either have a moved out of the way or uh, he'd just stand behind him, and he was so much bigger than him. You could always, you know, point him out uh, out of the crowd of, of crew guys that were trying to, you know, give you signals and things. And just like like the old days at Lakeside, there he was on the back straightaway at Martinsville, and I could see him every lap. You talk about racing at Lakeside. For the fans that don't know, what kind of track is that? Where is that track located? Yeah, it's kind of my home track in, in Kansas City. Uh, it's just, what, five miles up from Kansas Speedway. Um, it's a half mile dirt track used to be pavement in my opinion best best racetrack in the country it was always so fun to race there and compete um, a lot of fun over the years there for sure and a lot of good competition I mean I, 
you know, everybody learns from somebody. And, and those guys back then, uh, my buddy Tim Carrick and, and Tom Charles, Kerry Davis, all those guys from that Kansas City area were, were tough cookies. And then Johnny, you sat off and all those boys used to come up from, uh, from Nebraska. And, and, you know, you knew when those guys showed up that you had to be on your game. And, and that's how you learn. You know, that, that's who makes you who you are and, and uh, how you win those races like yesterday. You know, what's interesting is that every driver in that garage has a different career path of one sort or another. Some some do go-karts. Some do, you know, bandoleros, legends, dirt races, late models. We've even got some that do iRacing on the computer. But you talk about growing up and, and racing on dirt. What what does racing on dirt teach a race car driver that you can take with you in your career 5, 10, 15, 25 years down the road? You know, that's always the... The age-old question is, you know, what what does it take? What kind of background does it take to get to, to cup or, or to be successful in NASCAR? And it's different from everybody. I mean, you look at Kyle Larson and Tony Stewart. Jeff Gordon came from the sprint cars and, and uh, just unbelievable wheelmen. Um, you know, I like those those IMCA-type modifies that I came from. It's a lot of horsepower and a little little uh, um, eight-inch tire that's really hard and, and teaches you – you know, the balance of, of, uh, of, of a race car of not being too tight, not being too loose and, and forward bite, you know, you can't get it all to the ground because of that tire. And, and it, it teaches you to, to, uh, to leave, you know, low and straight and keep that, that left rear on the ground. I don't know if it's sunk in yet, but well, it has that you're a Martinsville winner Two, You got the grandfather clock, but Clint, you're locked into the playoffs. seems like a lot of heavy lifting is done for you boys. And you're not even out of March yet. I know it, and and then you look at at the success Stuart Haas has had. I mean, there's no. I'm not going to lie to you. I was really worried with Chevrolet getting their body this year, and and uh, Ford being the last one. I was worried about this year. I didn't know how we were going to stack up uh, with the new teching procedures and everything. Um, the Toyota boys, uh, you know, they're they're going to continue their their strong suit and and, and be good um, with the Aero Pro, you know, platform that they have. And I, I was worried going into this year. I think we all were, um, but uh, it seemed like this this new checking procedure, or whatever it's called, the scanning thing, um, you know, has really kind of evened up the playing field for everybody. And I don't think anybody's really drastically out of bounds. Uh, um, and and these forts are are super strong. Doug and everybody at, at Yates is, has done a great job with the horsepower. And I mean, we won four of, the, of six. You know, it's it's pretty it's pretty incredible. It is incredible. And to your point, you know, we had conversations in the offseason about, you know, we expected Toyota's dominance to continue. We expected the Chevy Camaro to set the world on fire. And since you're in the last year of a model, that Ford was going to struggle. It seems like you boys have proven us all wrong here. And, and, and just to reiterate the stat you dropped on us, you've won four of six races. It's quite an incredible performance that you guys have had here in the first run of races. Oh, absolutely. I mean, you know, it, it's hard. It's hard for anybody as a driver. It's hard for crew chiefs or anything else. Um, you second guess yourself. You wonder, you know, how is this teammate of mine go out and dominate three races in a row and just in, in dominant fashion, you know? And, and then finally, um, it was our day. We we put it all together, and, and the driver did his job. The crew chief did a, a great job of, of making adjustments on the car. The pit crew. Um, got us out front when the time was right, answered that call. Coming off a, a, a struggle weekend in California for them guys, they come back, and, and we put the pressure on them, and they answered the call. And, and uh, it was a total team effort that we just finally put a whole race together. And, and hey, we went out and won, you know, led those laps and, and won the race just like Kevin did. So, um, you know, it, it just it, it shows you that, it, you know, you got to – it makes you hungry, makes you learn from – from your success and, and uh, you know, try to go out there and put, you know, another weekend together just like we did there because the, the, we're capable. We just proved that. We just got to go out and, and uh, get to Texas and put it all together again. Before we let you go, the record book says that uh, it was October of 2012, five and a half years ago, <laughs> your last win at Charlotte, and a lot has happened since then, and it's been well-documented the Michael Waltrip Richmond situation, the H. Scott days, but plenty of good has happened to you as well. You've gotten married, you've had kids, you have a new home now at Stuart Haas. In that five and a half years, 
How how tough were those times, and how difficult were they to get through them? Well, I mean, within those years, struggling on the racetrack at times was still the best times of my life. I mean, to be honest with you, you know, getting married, having kids, it just changes you. It changes your perspective, your outlook on everything, and, and really what you do this for anymore. That little turd coming running down the front straightaway yesterday i mean i've always been that guy that makes fun of people for crying and and, and getting emotional on victor lane as soon as he took off running man i'm telling you i was falling headed towards him so uh it's just it's weird how that that emotion and, and things change your life and, and how you look at things appreciate the time clint congratulations on winning at Martinsville, getting that grandfather clock and making yourself a playoff driver here at the end of March. Hey, thanks, buddy. Thanks for your time. Clint Boyer, winner of the STP 500, joining us here on NASCAR Live. We've got a social media minute with Kim Kuhn coming up. Grunt style. The American fighting spirit is in everything we make. We are 500 patriots and veterans strong bringing clothing manufacturing back to the United States of America. Always moving forward, never retreating, never giving up. We are Grunt Style, and this we'll defend. Get yours at GruntStyle.com. Things happen fast in racing, and if you don't know where to look, you can miss it all. With Legend from Racing Electronics, you'll never miss another moment. Legend gives you live fan vision video, in-car cameras, and stats at NASCAR and other Premier Series events. And the next-generation race scanner for unfiltered driver and crew audio at any motorsports event nationwide. NASCAR fans have never been closer to the action. Welcome to the future of the fan experience. Learn more by visiting RacingElectronics.com. Kim Kuhn has a social media minute next. This is NASCAR Live on the Motor Racing Network, the voice of NASCAR. This is NASCAR Live. Now, back to Mike Bagley. Welcome back to NASCAR Live. Time for a social media minute. And to give it to us, here's our Kim Kuhn. Kim? Well, Mike, social media was all about Clint Boyer, Clint Boyer, Clint Boyer. That's all anybody could talk about. And rightfully so, after Clint snapped a 190 race losing streak he took home the grandfather clock of martinsville i want to start with some great photos if you go to nascar's account on twitter they have so many awesome shots from victory lane including clint embracing his new grandfather clock in a hug nascar chasm also had what i think is one of the best photos from the weekend it's right after clint wins and he is running down the front stretch to meet his family his wife laura as well as his kids cash and presley but everybody took to twitter to congratulate the driver of the number 14 stuart haas racing ford that included casey kane ryan blaney joey logano kyle larson kyle even had a little video from his son owen it's so cute go to kyle's twitter to see owen say congratulations clint how's your hangover i think that's something we're all wondering but what tweet did clint love most after he won the race in Martinsville? Well, that would be from the legend himself, Mario Andretti. He tweeted Clint saying, Hey Clint, savor all the love and good wishes from your competitors now because when you start winning regularly, they will not be so kind. Happy for you and Stuart Haas Racing. Clint was just beside himself, tweeted back, Holy crap, moment in any racer's wildest imagination is Mario Andretti for some crazy reasons tweeting you. Awesome. Meter peg. We want to congratulate Clint, and don't forget to keep up with everything racing, even though we're off this weekend for Easter. You can visit at MRN Radio. Thanks, Kim. No doubt a fan favorite, Clint Boyer's win in Monday's STP 500. Folks, if you haven't already done it, be sure to check out MRN.com's podcast series called MRN Presents the 1993 Season 25 Years Later. On this week's episode, we'll talk about a dust-up between Mark Martin and Dale Earnhardt the inaugural running at New Hampshire Motor Speedway, and much more. Here is a preview of this week's show. Dale Earnhardt and Mark Martin had a problem here yesterday, got together in one of the corners, tore off both their cars. I liked to work on my race car and set it up for the race, running by myself. He knew it, and he also knew that when he got on the outside of me, that it was hard for me, and he wanted to put me in a crippled position. So I'm like, okay, dog. 
Let me switch the table on you. And I got on the outside of him. Well, he wipes us out. And it pissed me off. Well, Kyle Petty is out of the car. They pull the car in behind the pit lane. Slight carbon monoxide poisoning was not an issue. You know what I mean? I, I, I know that sounds crazy to the layman, to regular people, but, but getting out and having headaches and having carbon monoxide poisoning or getting out and throwing up and stuff, that, that was not a... You just, it's part of it. And one of the biggest surprises in qualifying, a sixth-place run for young Jeff Burton of South Boston, Virginia. The reason I drove that race was because my uh, my car owner at the time, Phil Martasi, you know, we were in the Xfinity Series and, and racing full-time in that, and he had made comment that he was going to, wanted to run a cup race, and he was looking for a driver to do it, and I was like, what the hell? Like, <laughs> why won't you let me do it? Rusty Wallace out of turn number four, about to put his name in the history books as winning the first Winston Cup race ever here at the New Hampshire International Speedway. He takes the checkered flag. Winning a race at any track that's brand new to the circuit and being the inaugural winner is absolutely huge. And that race right there, that was like you hit a reset button for me, and that was the beginning of the year again. That's all from this week's MRN Presents the 1993 season 25 years later. You can download it for free as well as past shows at MRN.com and on iTunes. Coming up next, we'll look back on this week in NASCAR history, and we're also going to find out what some drivers are doing this Easter weekend. This tax season, AutoZone has everything your car needs. And now those parts and supplies come with more savings when you sign up for the AutoZone Rewards Program. You'll earn a $20 reward every time you spend 20 bucks or more five times in one year. One more way to get more done. Protect your engine from wear while protecting your wallet with great deals on oil change supplies from AutoZone. Visit any of our 5,000 locations nationwide, and let's get you what you need. Learn more about AutoZone Rewards at AutoZone.com slash rewards. Restrictions and details in store. Get in the zone. AutoZone. The Starlight Lounge presents An Evening with the Progressive Box. Oh, what a great audience. Let's dim the lights for this next one. Oh, too much. Ah, there it is. Got to get things just right. Like Progressive's Name Your Price tool. Tell us what you want to pay and we help you find coverage options that fit your budget. And now, the moon. Is right. Wait, the lights are back on again. Trudy, can you? And now it's completely dark. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. This is NASCAR Live. Now, back to Mike Bagley. Getting ready to head for the exits on this week's NASCAR Live. Coming up in a moment, we'll hear what some of the drivers will be doing on their off weekend. But first, let's look back on this week in NASCAR history. This week, we began in 1983. Michael Jackson has the number one song in the country with Billie Jean. President Ronald Reagan introduced the Strategic Defense Initiative, better known as Star Wars. And NASCAR was racing at Atlanta Motor Speedway. Cale Yarborough was on his way to a birthday win in the Coca-Cola 500. Down the back stretch for the final time. Cale Yarborough looking for victory in the Coca-Cola 500. Hooks it into the 27-degree banking. Neil Bonnet back there in the mirror, but he is home free. Yarborough up into the number four corner. Bonnet gives it everything he's got. He's closed it down to about a second, and that's the best he's going to be able to do. Here's Cale across the line. Checkered flag, and Yarborough wins the Coca-Cola 500. Let's move forward to 1994. Soundgarden has the number one album in the country with Super Unknown. Madonna appeared on the David Letterman Show. And it became one of the most censored late-night interviews in television history. And NASCAR was at Darlington for the Trans-South 400. Dale Earnhardt got his ninth and final win at the track too tough to tame. Earnhardt halfway down the back straightaway. Half a lap to go now. He'll not deal with any traffic front or back. Earnhardt into turn number three. Now the checkered flag inside as he works his way around the turn four and down to the front stretch. For Dale Earnhardt, winless since July of 1993, he'll post his ninth win at Darlington in NASCAR's 1700th ever Winston Cup race. Made a wrong turn. And we end this week in 2011. Pink has the number one song with Perfect. Iconic actress Elizabeth Taylor passed away at the age of 79. And NASCAR was just down the road at Auto Club Speedway of Southern California. Kevin Harvick passed Jimmy Johnson on the final lap to win the Auto Club 400. Pretty, pretty, please. Kevin Harvick.
Kevin Harvick is right there, absolutely filling the mirrors of Jimmy Johnson. They are nose to tail, bumper to bumper, into turn three for the final time. Jimmy Johnson taking Kevin Harvick up high. That's okay, he's comfortable up there, and they are side by side off turn four. This one will be decided on the front stretch. Here comes Kevin Harvick, rim riding off turn number four, dives across the nose of Jimmy Johnson, and Kevin Harvick has won at the Auto Club Speedway, beating Jimmy Johnson by just a half a car length. And we wish happy birthday this week to NASCAR Hall of Famers Cale Yarborough and Maurice Petty. Those are just some of the events of this week in NASCAR history. All of NASCAR's top series are off this weekend. Let's find out how they're spending their Easter holiday. Susie Armstrong has more on what some are going to be doing with their extra time this weekend. Susie? Thank you, Mike. The Monster Energy NASCAR Cup Series teams take the weekend off for the Easter holiday. And following the grueling West Coast travel and a rare Monday afternoon snow-delayed clash at Martinsville, many competitors are ready to take a break and spend some time with the family. With a rough start to the season and 10 back-to-back race weekends pending, Jimmy Johnson relishes the thought of some downtime this Sunday. I'm back for Easter. Um, we want to have Easter in Charlotte and uh, be home and, and uh, enjoy kind of a slow week leading into uh, you know another long stretch of racing and, and head over to Texas. Fresh off a runner-up finish at Martinsville, Cup Series point leader Kyle Busch looks forward to spending his third Easter with two-year-old son Brexton. It's going to be fun to just kind of get away and relax for a few days and kind of chill out and then um, you know come back home just before Easter so we can celebrate it with all the family and everything and, and have uh, hopefully some Easter egg hunts. We'll see. Nestled sixth in the standings, Denny Hamlin's season takes a pause on a high note as the veteran driver formulates his plans to enjoy the holiday. It's going to come on a good weekend. Um, you know, we're uh, there's a lot of fun stuff that, that we get to do and obviously, you know, getting to spend some time out there west uh, with, you know, Stenhouse and the Larsons and Fernellis and Waltrip and all that. That was really fun to spend those two weeks out there and, um, you know, I'd like to do something like that uh, uh, again. I uh, don't know. I don't really have any plans just yet, but I definitely enjoy the time at home that we have because they're so, so few and far in between uh, anytime we start our season. For Brad Kozlowski, the Easter break offers a chance to mingle with the family and indulge in a unique holiday competition. Yeah, I, I, I love Easter. It's one of my favorite holidays, spraying and everything turning, and, of course, what Easter stands for. Uh, beyond that, you know, for my family, we've always had a lot of fun on Easter. We've, it's always been the guaranteed off week in racing, which we so much appreciate and hope to never lose. You know, we always like to do something together as a family to try to get outside, and whether that's Easter egg hunts or my family always like to play croquet, so we still do that as a family, and that's been a lot of fun. It's kind of a weird thing to play, but I'm not really good at any other sport, so I enjoy that one. You can wreck other people in croquet, so that's always a lot of fun. I've always enjoyed that part. The Monster Energy NASCAR Cup Series cranks up next week as the teams strike out for the Lone Star State and the O'Reilly Auto Parts 500 at Texas Motor Speedway. For this week's NASCAR Live Preview, I'm Susie Armstrong. Thank you, Susie. We'd like to thank Clint Boyer, winner of the STP 500, for joining us. Also, John Hunter Nemechek, winner of the Alpha Energy Solutions 250. And, of course, STP Chevy driver Bubba Wallace for joining us on this week's NASCAR Live. Hope all of you have a great holiday weekend. We'll talk to you next week right here. For the rest of the MRN crew, I'm Mike Bagley. Thank you so much for joining us. So long, everyone. NASCAR Live is a production of the Motor Racing Network with studios in Concord, North Carolina and Daytona Beach, Florida. And was brought to you by Hercules Tires. Right on our strength. Today's broadcast was produced by Rich Colbert. Remember to visit MRN.com to get all of the latest NASCAR news and information. NASCAR Live is produced under an exclusive license with NASCAR. Any use of the accounts or descriptions contained in this broadcast must be with the express written permission of NASCAR and the Motor Racing Network. Ruoff Mortgage wants to welcome you home with their fast and stress-free mortgage process. Ruoff knows that when you're ready to move, you want to keep things moving. From the moment you start, Ruoff makes sure the process moves quickly, often twice as fast as other lenders, so you can close quickly and settle in sooner. Visit Ruoff.com to learn how you can qualify for the fastest loan of your life.
That's Ruoff, R-U-O-F-F dot com.